The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came. Although the doors were locked, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, You have come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. History is something that we take on faith. We really can't prove it, but we believe it, either because we believe the witnesses who saw it, or those who have studied the witnesses who saw it.
They're credible. They're believable. I cannot prove that the apostles or St. Catherine of Siena or Pope Pius X existed. I take it on faith. There are writings. People say that they wrote them. There are tombs. I believe their bodies are in them. But I can't prove it. I simply take it on faith. So it is with today's gospel. We believe in the gospels because we believe in the witnesses. We believe in those who have written it down. These things actually happen. Today our Lord appears to the disciples in the upper room, and they're afraid. He shows them who he is by the wounds in his hands and his side, and they rejoice. He then gives them the gift of the Holy Spirit to forgive sins as he forgave sins. They will do what he did, and will do it until he comes again. The church does what our Lord did. It all comes through her. And Thomas is missing. Every year on this Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday, we have St. Thomas. He's come down through history known as Doubting Thomas. He will not believe. He seems to have been somewhat of a cynical man, but he trusted in this person, Jesus, and now he has been crucified and is dead and buried. So he goes off by himself to mourn. He doesn't want anyone else's support and he won't support anybody else either. So when our Lord comes, he's missing. He has, so to speak, left the church. He has left the apostles. When our Lord appears, he isn't there. And he won't believe it when they tell him. He won't believe them. He knows what he saw, he knows what he's heard, he knows that this cannot be, until there is this next appearance. And our Lord, as always, doesn't ignore the problem. He doesn't with us either. He directs himself to Thomas immediately. He said, then he said, first he says, peace be with you to them all, and then he said to Thomas, if you want physical evidence, you will have it. And you can not only see it, you can touch it. Put your finger here and see my hands. Bring your hand and put it into my side. He tells him to believe. And to Thomas's credit, he does. When he responds, he responds with everything. My Lord and my God. What beautiful words. Thomas, of course, symbolizes all humanity, especially that humanity that will not accept the reality of Jesus Christ and who he is. Our Lord then says, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed through faith, as we have, because we believe in the witnesses. Thomas then also utters those words that I think are so beautiful. I always say them to myself at the consecration of the Mass, my Lord and my God. Um, He recognizes him not only as his Lord, but as his God as well, because he's seen the signs. You know, I think faith is a difficult thing for many people. Um, Pope Benedict 
wrote a very beautiful uh, section on faith in his last book, Jesus of Nazareth. And what he said was, he said, why indeed did you not forcefully resist your enemies who brought you to the cross, we might well ask. Why did you not show them with incontrovertible power that you are the living one, the Lord of life and death? Why did you reveal yourself only to a small flock of disciples upon whose testimony we must now rely? The question applies not only to the resurrection, but to the whole manner of God's revelation in the world. Why only to Abraham and not to the mighty of the world? Why only to Israel and not irrefutably to all the peoples of the earth? It is part of the mystery of God that he acts so gently, that he only gradually builds up his history within the great history of mankind, that he becomes man and so can be overlooked by his contemporaries and by the decisive forces within history, that he suffers and dies and that having risen again chooses to come to mankind only through the faith of the disciples to whom he reveals himself that he continues to knock gently at the doors of our hearts and slowly opens our eyes if we open our doors to him. And yet, is not this the divine way? Not to overwhelm with external power, but to give freedom, to offer and elicit love. And if you really think about it, Is it not what seems so small that is truly great? Does not a light issue from Jesus, growing brighter across the centuries, which could not come from any mere man, and through which the light of God truly shines into the world? Could the apostolic preaching have found faith and built up a worldwide community if the power of truth had not been present within it, If we attend to the witnesses with listening hearts and open ourselves to the signs through which the Lord again and again authenticates both them and himself, then we know that he is risen, he is alive. Let us entrust ourselves to him knowing that we are on the right path. With Thomas, let us put our hands into Jesus' pierced side and confess, my Lord and my God. I like that last sentence in particular. With Thomas, let us put our hands into Jesus' pierced side and confess, my Lord and and my God. And we can do it here. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the resurrection of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. We pray to the Lord.
But all nations, especially our own, will come to believe in Jesus Christ and in his victory. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick and suffering and dying, they may know that in their suffering they are united to the Lord in his victory. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected faith, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will respond as the apostles responded to the risen Lord and to the coming of the Holy Spirit, for a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord in the Eucharist, they may then become signs of him and proclaim him, we pray to the Lord. For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. For our two deacons who were ordained yesterday, Matthew Wafor from our parish, Hyrule Multinado, that they will grow in the grace of their orders, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. <clears throat> and for all of our children who have received their first communion and will receive it, they will always uh, return and respond to the call of the Lord. In faith, we pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, that our lives will re- reflect the risen Lord who comes to us in his body and blood, we pray to the Lord. Once again, during the Easter season, we will sing the Christus Vincit. (laughs) 